Skype of Cthulhu presents A Call of Cthulhu Scenario Shadows of Leningrad by Mike Ferguson. Okay. Uh, oh, you weren't here last week, were you, Edwin? I was not. I looked a little at the notes and I thought, huh, it seems like things are happening. <laughs> well, someone want to give a recap? Maybe Jonathan, do you want to do you want to recap for us? <laughs> um, are you are you in some sort of uh, no win scenario where um, uh, it it's Soviet? Come on, no yeah, win oh. scenario. <laughs> You're all about to die horribly. Well, I mean, the threat of imminent death is always there on our games. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I guess uh, last time um, <laughs> we got a map that was uh, pointing us out into the mountains, um, and uh, that was from Churin, who I guess um, we didn't suspect, but then led us to believe that he was some sort of cultist or um, bad guy going to meet Elena and uh, heading off in the direction that the uh, map was actually pointing. Um, So uh, we were splitting up. and some of us went to the back to the estate uh, that hadn't been there, and the others were looking for some more information on what would be along the way for that, where that map was pointing us. Um, so yeah, we got to the estate. Everything was locked up. Um, there was footprints in the snow. Uh, We forced our way through the door after knocking here and there and everywhere for a while. Um, Saw the creepy paintings again, writing on the wall, helping me I can no longer contain the cold. Um, uh, Some notes of where things were found. Uh, And then it looks like the butler is now in one of the paintings. Uh, The bloody kitchen murder scene is still there. Um, And then we fiddled around with the clock, which had some weird symbols on it, the grandfather clock in the kitchen, and moved it to two minutes to midnight, and it clicked open and revealed a secret passage. Um, The others... uh, Richards and Fitzgerald met with uh, Yezhaz at the museum, the state museum, and uh, stopped by his office. Turin's buying one of the paintings, uh, still at the museum, other paintings being shipped out worldwide. They haven't been able to collect the paintings at the house yet. There's 12 there available available to be sold. Um, One of them about to be sent out to the Chicago 
some Chicago me museum. Uh, the painting is a clock set two minutes to midnight, a cracked clock with hundreds of spiders spewing out of it. Um, three people looking at the paintings that they see uh, as they walk through the museum and check them out. Um, blood from eyes, mouth, uh, looking at the paintings, hunters being torn apart being feasted by hounds, um, a number of furry yeti, a skeleton at a tower holding a pocket watch set at 10 minutes to midnight, and then uh, something jumps on Ms. Richard's back and bites her. Uh, Fitzgerald gets his face eaten. Miss um, <laughs> Richards kills the creature and cows the guard into letting her go. And... Uh, her and Mr. Fitzgerald head to the hospital. And that's where we ended. <clears throat> that sounds reasonable. Um, <clears throat> Comrade Kravchuk. Yeah. Ah. Uh, for convenience sake, shall we just say that you are with the group at the estate? Or is there sure. some place else for Comrade Kravchuk to be? Yeah, no, I think I would be happy to, because I had suggested going back to the estate to make sure that the artworks got safely delivered and not stolen by the government. So I think that uh, seems perfectly reasonable. Okay. So elsewhere in Leningrad, Miss Fitzgerald and or Miss Richards <laughs> um, and Mr. Fitzgerald are on their way to the hospital. <clears throat> so who knows what's happening there? Uh, but at the estate. Uh, we have Comrade Kravchuk, Mr. Sterndale, and Mr. Von Schlag, uh, who have just set the clock to uh, in the kitchen to two minutes to midnight. A whirring and a clanking uh, noises, and a section of the kitchen floor opened up, and you can see stairs leading down. So that is where we will pick up. More darkness. Um, Indeed. Well, at, at least we know that this hasn't been explored by our compatriots previously. Yes. Sure. Well, I guess we should go down. Yes, is it completely dark, Jim? Um, it is. It, it is quite dark. Uh, there is. I mean, the, the the kitchen itself obviously is pretty brightly lit. Um, you know, so there is light uh, extending a bit of the way down the stairs. Uh, Did I look around? Is there is there like um, uh, candle holders, candlesticks, and that sort of stuff um, that we most... possibly grab? Most likely, oil lamp. yes. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, grab an oil lamp or something. Yeah. Portable lighting, not a problem. Oh, is there a, like a big kitchen knife? Uh, there's a big bloody kitchen knife, yes. <laughs> Best kind. I will grab that. <laughs> well, you know it's effective. Mm -hmm. True. It's already been used to kill one person. 
<coughs> okay. Well, then I guess we should head down and check it out. Mm. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go down. Have some light. Fair enough. Um, after just a few kind of steps, as your you know, head kind of disappears below the uh, level of the kitchen floor, <clears throat> you can tell that you know the you can see that the steps go down not that far. Um, you know, kind of one floor floor and a half kind of distance uh, and you can see flickering light below you. Interesting. And it just takes somewhat unexpected. It just takes a minute to descend to the stairs. The stairs themselves are um, fairly crude. They're you know clearly hewn directly out of the bedrock. They're not you know, laid stone or tile or brick or anything like that. They are just cut out of the stone. Uh, the passageway through which you are descending it's as well is uh, very clearly just you know, cut directly out of the stone. And, no easy work. Uh, as you take just a few minutes to reach the bottom of the stairs, you find yourself in a small, small being not more than 15, 20 feet across. Um, generally kind of circular cave. Hmm. Apparently mostly natural. <clears throat> From the far, at the far end of uh, this kind of circular cave room, whatever you want to call it, you can see that uh, there is the the cave extends, you know, away from this uh, room. Uh, in this cave itself, not far from the stairs, just a few steps, uh, there is a section uh, where the stone floor kind of rises up to form something resembling a table. Mm -hmm. Um, the, on top of this table, there are, there is a book and some, uh, very, some fairly large bones, mm -hmm. uh, right near the bottom of the stairs, uh, sitting on the uh, floor of the cave facing the table, there is a skeleton, a human skeleton, uh, it is sitting up as if it was you know, a person sitting on the floor with their you know, back against the wall, their legs out in front of them. <clears throat> and the skeleton is completely skeletonized, right? There's no you know, flesh or gore or anything like that. Uh, but it is wearing uh, silk robes. They're, <laughs> they're clearly quite old, but at the same time, they're, well, perhaps not quite as when new, but still, you know, bright, um, you know, reds and yellows, um, quite ornate. Uh, the robes are embroidered with the motif of a wolf's head, which you absolutely recognize as being the same 
uh, wolf's head motif that is on the medallion that was supposedly returned to Jonah or put in the safe. It returned to Jonah and that Jonah put in the safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Archaeology rolls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> uh, instead of an 01, which I needed, I rolled 100. <laughs> as I investigated something or other. Yeah, 20. I definitely know when you won. A hard history would do as well. Yeah. I feel like 100 gets me either of those. Oh, yuck. Nope. Okay. Nope. Never mind. We're the action crew here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. We'll walk up towards the skeleton. Yeah, I guess I was sort of looking, going towards the. Uh, I'll say hello to the skeleton, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, go look at the book. Yeah, I'll have to look on at the, the table. Or oh, is on the table? Maybe not open. Uh, it is open. Okay. Um, it is a it's a decent thickness of book. Um, you know, kind of paging through it. It is pretty old. Not thousands of years old, but it's certainly not new. Uh, it is handwritten, mm -hmm. and paging through it, you can you can see that the handwriting has changed over the years. Of course, um, you know, as if written by different people. Has the language changed, or can I tell what language it's in? Or it is in Russian. In Russian, perfect. Uh, yeah, so I'll spend a little time seeing what it might have in it. Um, give me a Russian role. So I think Russian, I can certainly do that. It's, it is my native language, but apparently, I guess I'm not very well educated. Oh, wait, native, it should be my education, right? It should be my yes. yep. first language. So yeah, there's some other mistakes, All right? Yeah. Roll education. Then. Uh, that is, uh, I will spend one point of luck and give you a hard success. Very nice. Uh, so yes, you know, kind of paging through this, uh, it doesn't kind of take long to figure out what this is. Um, it is a a journal, uh, you know, added to by a number of different people over the course of many generations uh, of the Orkanov family. Uh, okay. And it describes um, kind of over, again, over the course of you know, many, many generations, uh, at least a few hundred years, uh, the Orkanov's family, the Orkanov family's involvement in something called the Church of St. Theodosius hmm. uh, and something called the Cult of Ithaqua. Oh, dear. Uh, the most recent entries in this family book uh, are signed as being written by Alexei Orkanov. Okay. 
uh, and he describes uh, his finding the chosen one, Charlotte Jeffrey. And his marriage to her. Uh, his the author's. Uh, he found yes. her and married her. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that um, as a result of that marriage, that uh, quoting uh, from Alexi. Uh, her spawn shall set in motion the return of the dark winds to the world. Oh, that sounds good. So I will relate this to uh, to everybody. Uh, it seems like there are some more more people up to bad. Spot hidden rules. Hmm. My favorite, uh, no. Hard success. Um, as Comrade Kravchuk is uh, looking through the book and kind of sharing, you know, these bits and pieces that he's reading, um, presumably Mr. Sterndale, Mr. Von Schlag, you're you know, kind of standing around watching, looking around, listening to him. Um, the bones that are mm -hmm. on the table, uh, mm -hmm. they catch your notice. They they are fairly large bones, not, you know, like gigantic, but, you know, if if they're human, they're like, you know, thigh bones kind of thing, right? They're, they're big, big bones. Um, but it catches your notice that they are, they, they have been worked. There's, you know, kind of a seams around one end. And perhaps you pick them up and, and look at them and you can, if you realize that, you know, they have been worked in such a way that one of the ends of the bone pops off. Hmm. So that they're actually small little like cases and there are rolled up pieces of parchment in each of them. Okay, pull the parchment out. You can certainly do so. Uh, one of them uh, is a map, which is effectively the same as the map that you have uh, found previously at the theater in the locker. Uh, the one up on page 69 of the notes, I think it is. Yes. Um, another one uh, describes um, some particularly brutal and obscene rituals. Not as in, you know, here's how to do this, but as in, here's what we did. <clears throat> and then the third one oops, is a handout. Uh, which handout? This one, I think, right? Yes. In case someone would like to read that out. 
That looks tough. Remember, my children, remember, at night the winds grow still, but when the dawn breaks, it wakens, and its icy hands reach far across the earth, caressing those faithful who respect and fear its majesty, and sinks its claws into the unbelieving heathens. Some see an ending in our fall, brought about by those who would bring up, who would betray our cause. Myself, I see only a lesson to be learned and a beginning, so do not forget. As a phoenix arising from its ashes, our rebirth shall take place at the temple of our ancestors. This is probably supposed to be a V. The savages who swept across the steppes and carved their legacy across the land in seas of blood pleased our Lord and Master. He blessed their temple with his cold winds and thought it good. When our forefathers took the temple by force and devoted our lives to our master, once more he provided his blessing to us, and again he deemed it good. Now our master sleeps, for he is disappointed with us, but he has left us the tools to find him again and awaken him once we are worthy. He gives us a medallion to be used as a key. He provides us with visions which step out of the realms of imagination and into our world, and he promises two chosen daughters who shall hold the key and unlock the gateways to the great beyond. Hold the staff, contain the fear, and all shall be ours once more. We shall not fail. We shall be worthy of our master, the great wind, the mighty Ithaqua. I'm assuming that the uh, various errors are not um, part of the plot. Uh, you can assume that correctly. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> His Russian's okay. It's not great, but <laughs> well, that's maybe why you needed the Russian role. Yeah. Um, let's, okay. uh, Comrade Kravchuk, would you give me a intelligence role? Uh, sure. Uh, normal success. Um. You know, having just recently paged through the uh, Orkanov family history, uh, you can identify that the this um, note, <laughs> uh, this letter, this whatever you want to call it, uh, the mm -hmm. handwriting matches uh, handwriting from a section in the journal. Mm -hmm. uh, that being the section written by Mikhail Orkanov. So not the most recent section, but or was that Mikhail Orkanov? No. No, okay, so an older section. The most recent is Alexei Orkanov, yes. Alexei, okay. It was written by Mikhail Orkanov, um, who was the patriarch of the Orkanov family uh, in the at the end of the 15th century, early part of the 16th century. Oh, yeah, not so recent. And do we know when um, Alexei um, uh, Alexei is or was? As an uh, I mean, that's that, that's the husband. Yes. He's currently insane, alive, right? right? Yep. Yeah, he's currently alive, insane at the mental institution. Ah, okay, perfect.
Well, it appears this family has been working on this for many hundreds of years. This looks like the writing from this section here in the in the journal. Not anything and recent. Um, now, this whole temple that we know, you know, on this map and the other map that we got, that's north of here. Could that be? I mean, I, the think, side that's, of I think that's definitely the temple. That mm. They're talking about. I mean, that's where. Um, what's his name? Churin went. That's where Elena is. Who was missing, right? Sounds like she was from what we got before that's noted. Um, sounds now, like Elena is a is a accomplice or a friend, right? To this crazy guy. And you know, if she's part of the family, maybe the father brought her into this cult because it does mention daughters here. Well, see, Alexis, you said Alexis said that um, in the book uh, that he married Charlotte Jeffrey, and it's her daughter will bring the dark winds of the world set in motion yeah but i don't know it wasn't it recent that he married charlotte jeffrey or was that just um did did we infer <laughs> that so they've they've been married about 20 years oh well then yeah so 15 20 years something like that. now is no elaine is not their daughter is it yes she is she is. So that means that Elena is the one who's meant to bring it in motion. Both Elena and Katerina are their daughters. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Ah, so the, wait, if the woman, if his wife is the chosen one, then he would think that the daughters are the ones who have been also chosen to be the key. Oh no, right. not to be the key in the lock. Hold the gives key. us a medallion to be used as a key. Yes, and visions. I bet the visions are why he's in the asylum. Right, in that wolf's head pendant. That was right. supposed to be, you know, the birthright for Elena, right? Which you have kept. Oh, we don't, I don't know if you've kept it. I'm asking though, yeah, which, which you have. We have it. I think we have it, right? As far as any of you guys know, it, you returned it to Jonah, who put it in the safe. Oh, so it's here. It should be here. Do we know oh, where good. the safe is? Mm, I think that's what we can try and find. Um, I think we can shortcut that because you do know where the safe is. I believe um, Mr. Stern, Mr. Sterndale had certainly taken a scan through um the rest of the house uh, before mm -hmm. you guys opened the door um mr sterndale you did in the master bedroom uh, see that there was a safe uh, in the wall yep 
you probably took a look at it. Uh, the safe was standing open. Uh, there were, uh, there was uh, stacks of money, lots and lots of money, uh, both in the safe and scattered on the floor in front of the safe. Does it look like that someone took something quickly from the safe, basically? But there was no medallion. Oh, dang. Okay. So they've got the medallion. Mm. That is un unfortunate. Well, we won't know back then what we know now. Mm. Well, so maybe we meet up with the others and... No. I mean, it sounds crazy, but should we try and stop this thing, whatever they're trying to do? Yes. Mr. Kravchek, can you get us a car? Because we have to get head up to this temple then. Um, I mean, is there cars here? That we might yeah, there, there must be. There may be a car here that we can uh, officially take. Listen, Rolls. Ninety-nine. Hard success. <laughs> Fifty-four fail. Um, Comrade Kravchuk, it is quite quiet down here. Other than the uh, three of you, your kind of steps and scratching on the stone and your conversation. Um, every once in a while, something draws your attention to the corridor on the far side of this room. You eventually, you know, after a few minutes as this conversation goes, you realize what it is. You're, you can almost, but not quite, you can almost hear something. You know, a, a voice that you can't that's you can't quite make out. You can't quite make out the words, but someone speaking, not constantly, but just every once in a while. There's like a, a few words, and then it goes away, and then. Actually, I, I, maybe not. You don't. Do you hear anything? I don't. There's somebody or something. Yeah. Just, I think, over there, and I'll start walking towards wherever the, the sound may be, or where I think it is. I will probably pick up the knife because we're looking at these papers and follow. Yeah, I'll follow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the, the corridor, the corridor uh, again appears to be mostly natural it's not large um, you know you do you could fit two abreast if you wanted to uh, if you were comfortable being close to each other um, but again it, it appears to be you know a fairly natural kind of cavern corridor uh, through the stone uh, in the flickering light of your lantern you can see that um, the walls of this corridor have are painted um, 
in the sense that someone has painted outlines of people with blood they're not no they're in they're in a number of different colors well, that's something um it appears to be you know the the paint appears to be fairly old kind of cracked and um you know peeling uh, you know but they are clearly you know outlines of uh, people men women um no particular detail but you can you know there's there's kind of enough you know information in the outlines that you can tell that you know in in every case these outlines of people are engaged in certain acts um, mm -hmm. most of them somewhat unpleasant uh, murder torture the tearing apart of other people or animals um, not particularly pleasant as you mm. walk down this corridor for just a minute or two you, you can start to make out the words help, help me i can't also in russian i can't feel my legs yes russian and uh, male female can't tell male i think there's a, a man up there in uh, russian What's up? Can we hear it now? Yes. Perhaps. I hope it is not another trick. But yes, let us go and see what we can figure out. Definitely. Continue to move forward. Uh, after another minute or two, and listening to this calling out um the corridor splits kind of a y junction if you will and the junction in the uh so the you know passage off to your you know kind of off to your right and another passage kind of off to your left um and you can hear the voice clearly calling from the uh, passageway to your left. I think this way. Yeah, I think we're just following Crabchuck at this point. I will follow the sounds. Okay. To our doom! Uh, to a sanity roll. Oh, well, even better. Hooray. Oh, that's a fail for me. Six, six. Um, 59 is a success. Did anyone fail that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, one point for the success, uh, D6 for the failure. Oh, no. Okay. Always I... Uh-oh. 
Good job, Mr. Von Schlag. Would you care to make an intelligence roll? Sure. That's a success. Good job. <laughs> um, if it's okay with you, Mr. Von Schlag, I think we'll just have you faint for a few moments. That's fine. You want me to roll D10 to see how many rounds? Uh, no, I, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ten rounds. Oh, very Ooh. nice. Um, as Mr. Von Schlag collapses, uh, as you see a man crawling towards you out of the darkness, and it is this man who is calling out to you as he reaches a hand up towards you, help me, I can't feel my legs. And he is just absolutely torn up. His clothing is, is tattered, ripped, and torn. He is covered in blood and scratches, and the bottom half of his body is missing. He is just bleeding profusely as he crawls towards you. Um, is this, uh, is there, does this seem like sort of a war wound type? Like, I don't know what I would be familiar with, a uh, landmine or a clean cut or? Uh, there is nothing clean about this. Okay. What happened? I'll head towards him. What happened? The men in the in the dark, they they attacked me. He he collapses. He's clearly nearly dead. We have to get him to a doctor. To the uh, I don't think we can. But I will. I will uh, attempt with my three hundred and five. Uh, first aid, I will attempt <laughs> to see if I can at least uh, make him a little comfortable and patch him up long enough to so that these people who want to talk to him can talk to him. Go right ahead. Uh, but I do not succeed on my first aid hole. Okay. Yeah, he just, he, he collapses. Uh, it seems he is not drains out with us Ooh. anymore flowing along the uh, floor to uh, Mr. Von Schlag. Yes. Well, hopefully we can avoid whatever this creature was that is eating people. It's about hidden rolls. Oh, he said people. Avoid oh, nope. it. It's standing right there looking at us. Zero five. Uh, very near. So the 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 drawings that you've seen on the walls, um, you know, have continued down this branch of the corridor. Uh, very near to where you are at the moment, uh, there are a few that catch your eye. Uh, they are far simpler than the other drawings you have seen. Uh, there are still outlines, uh, but there's kind of no detail whatsoever to the outlines or that they're doing anything. They're just kind of basic, simple outlines of three men. But the paint is quite fresh, whereas all the rest of them were clearly, you know, the paint was quite old, right? It was you know, dry and cracked and peeling. Uh, this paint 
on these three outlines is very, very fresh, very recent. Hey, look at that. It's very recent. It's... Well, what is happening is happening. And this guy is dead now, right? He's oh, dead. yes. Uh, I will um, I will go through his, his pockets and stuff. Uh, he doesn't have any pockets because he doesn't have any legs. Uh, maybe a shirt pocket, a jacket pocket. <laughs> uh, there is nothing of interest. Um, thinking to maybe backtrack his, his trail must be pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I'll maybe start to look backwards along his trail. Uh, does no one want to attend to Herr von Schlag? Just, oh, leave, him, just leave him there? <laughs> oh, I guess I, yeah, no, no, we can wait. We can wait a few minutes and, uh, wake him up. 